to. <laughs> Let's get this show on the fucking road. Let's get this shit over with. Yes, because we have two episodes to cover. And- we have two, and I'm going to be honest with you. I did not take notes for this week because I actually agree with you, and I liked the episode. Yes. <laughs> and um, it was way, way more interesting to the point that I really paid attention. Right, yeah. So I remember to. it. Yeah, I remember it, but... I did have to go back and kind of go over my notes from last week's episode because yeah, that episode was bullshit nonsense. So it really was. It was really <laughs> stupid, but there were funny parts that I'll bring up. Okay, good. Well, let's just get right into it then. This is I hate it. Let's watch it. I'm Lisa. I'm Dawn. And to get us started, here's our 60 second summary. Since Riverdale can't just seem to leave the dead well enough alone on this stupid show, Cheryl, Heather, Tabitha, Veronica, and Betty team up with guest star Sabrina Spellman to resurrect the victims of Percival's Biblical Plague Massacre. What starts as a fairly simple plan at first takes a weird turn when Sabrina ventures into the sweet hereafter only to return with her boyfriend Nick Scratch's spirit in Jughead's body instead of the actual soul she was sent to retrieve. She then tells the others that they'll have to do the rest of the work themselves, which involves them temporarily dying in order to enter the sweet hereafter. Cheryl, Tabitha, and Veronica agree to give it a shot, and they each attempt to convince their loved ones to come back with them. No one succeeds, so it's time for Plan C. Sabrina reveals that Cheryl's powers are not limited to pyrokinesis. Cheryl is actually a phoenix, which means she also has resurrection powers, and we cannot think of a less responsible individual in Riverdale to have that. Cheryl successfully resurrects Archie, Jughead, Tony Fangs, Nana Rose, and Dagwood, but she also decides to bring back Jason and Polly because there's no way that could possibly backfire. While all this is going on, Reggie is struggling with Percival's order to take revenge on Kevin for betraying him and gets caught in his own loophole. Plus, we find out that baby Anthony is immortal because at this point, why the fuck not? Okay. First, I need to get off my chest that I hate, uh, I hate that they brought Sabrina back again. And I hate that they kind of used the opportunity to kind of backfill and explain like what happened in the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Oh, she gave a whole dialogue about it. And (laughs) I'm like, maybe we don't realize how many crossover fans there were, but I I guess. I don't know that anybody was really excited to hear her update on what happened at the end of the show and why she's here now and all that bullshit. I didn't give a shit at all. (laughs) I had only watched the first season and it was fine, but it was nothing that I was like, once it came back, I was so excited for it to come back. I just watched it to see the potential of crossovers, like how well it would do. And it really wasn't anything that I was excited about. So when she just starts going into basically giving a full synopsis of the final season, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. You know, and it was just so thinly veiled. It was like, uh-huh. so chilling Avengers of Sabrina fans. Here's what happened on the last season. <laughs> and here's why it matters now. And honestly, it didn't really matter. But the twist where she brought Nick Scratch back what from the What the fuck suite. name is that? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not very good. I kept forgetting <laughs> his last name because I was like, it's something stupid, but I can't remember. That yeah. was weird and like wasn't necessary for Riverdale. That was purely fan service for yes. Sabrina fans because his presence did really nothing at all to help with the Riverdale situation that they were there to. They, they explained something. They, they were like, oh, he's a necromancer. So obviously, you know, he's going to be helpful. And it was just like, no. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's, no. let's not make excuses for this right now. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we're confused enough to begin with. So to then try to bring in the crossover when you don't need to because the other show doesn't exist anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> you're wasting your time. They wasted my time and I was not mm-hmm. happy about it. But I guess to kind of, backtrack for a second as to why any of this is happening so where we had left off prior Percival had just killed all of the firstborn children or not all of them which actually I enjoyed at the beginning of the episode where they were (laughs) qualifying like why not all the firstborn children died (laughs) it was like well it just would have looked too crazy if he killed all the firstborn I'm like who's paying attention to what's going on in this town (laughs) no one gives a shit he literally killed three quarters of the population. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, they were like, that would have looked too suspicious. All right. I know, but fine. <laughs> and so they're trying to figure out how to bring these people back from the dead. And uh, Heather is like, oh, I know somebody who can help us. And then that's why they call in Sabrina to help with this. But for whatever reason, they need six witches to do this. And I'm not really sure why. And it leads to this whole witch initiation situation that I was not 
a fan of <laughs> when they started dancing i don't know yes. if you i don't know if you saw american horror story season two i didn't no okay <laughs> i mean that shows that really up my alley john i think that's you know true that. <laughs> that all right all right that's fair but um no there's a scene where it's like a dream sequence and jessica lang is singing and dancing to the name game okay and the dancing to this so i'm just sitting there and i'm like what in the american horror story is going on because it was just that i guess you're listening to the song they're dancing to but at the same time the dance moves are so fucking weird that you're like what am i watching what is how is this necessary first of all yeah the whole process of becoming a witch it was actually a lot easier than i would have thought Mm -hmm. and it seemed to imply that you didn't need to have any sort of innate magical ability to become a witch and i didn't like that very much because that kind of cheapens the whole (laughs) the whole concept i guess and the point of needing six right yeah why not just have three real ones and get it over with yeah, I don't know exactly. Yeah, because it's not like they were amassing all of their power. None of them have power. So no. uh, it was weird. I did enjoy, though, that Sabrina said all powerful, disruptive women have the potential to become witches. Mm-hmm. All right. That's kind of a cool thing to say, but at the same time is bullshit. But thank she you. She <laughs> also utters the line to Betty. Do you have your own broom or do you want to ride with me? And I'm like, oh, God, it was cheesy. It was cheesy as fuck. You went from that line to that line and it's like, shit. Okay, now I know where we are. So when she was explaining this plan about how she was going to go into the sweet hair after because she can for, you know, whatever reasons uh, and get the souls of the people who died and bring them back. That seemed like a very simple plan to me. I, again, do not know why they needed six people for it, but she was going to do it. Totally fine. She goes in there. She talks to like a couple of them, I guess. And mm-hmm. then when she comes back out with Jughead, it's not Jughead. It's Nick Scratch in Jughead's body. And mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Because I now I'm like, is she did she use this whole situation just to bring Nick Scratch back? Is she like deviously in this for herself? But she tried to spin it to make it seem like it made sense that she did this. It didn't make sense. But it right didn't after make that, sense she's like, all. okay, well, you guys take care of this. Yes. We're going to go on a date. And I'm like, right. What? Yeah, <laughs> what are we- we're going to go hang out. I was like, uh and is it not weird for anyone to just see Jughead acting like somebody else and Mm -hmm. be with somebody like that'd be so weird for Tabitha and then she was like okay well new plan you guys have to die so that you can go into the suite hereafter and it's like this was a much better plan when it was you doing all of it and yet you sucked at it and so you were very unhelpful like in the end none of this works we have to wait to find out that Cheryl is a phoenix and has resurrection powers <laughs> before any of this actually does anything um true I found it to just be kind of when she went to the suite hereafter I kind of liked how she dressed the part for each scenario I thought that was kind of cool but um for Jughead how he didn't want to go back and I'm like I don't blame this guy. Yeah. Because in Tabitha's vision, he dies every single time. Why yeah. would he want to go back? Like, it's just, that was probably one of the more realistic scenarios of this show. <laughs> and it seems, I mean, the same thing with Archie too, because when- Oh, yeah. It is when Sabrina goes to see him, right? No, Veronica. Or Veronica when they have the family dinner. Yeah. I actually really thought that scene was kind of adorable, which is It was cute, but also I felt a little uncomfortable because the kids, well, obviously they got younger Betty to play. Yes. The kid, but the kids to play young Archie, I was like, who is this kid? He looks just like him. (laughs) Maybe he's a relative. We don't know. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that was very sweet. I didn't expect to like that. I thought it was going to be kind of overly Mm -hmm. sweet and saccharine but I thought that that scene was actually quite nice and it was the only time I was ever on board with a barchi ship so uh, (laughs) this this show does things to me so yeah but and I think it seems like when people enter the sweet hereafter they kind of forget their previous life because they don't seem to kind of be aware that they're dead or at least if they are they they don't really care about 
what where they, they are behind. i mean is absolute bliss for all of them i was confused about tony and fangs though because tony oh. and fangs heaven was just them making peace with the ghoulies and then their son falling in love with <laughs> the, the, the ghoulie prince or whatever with timmy twist <laughs> yeah right well, I'm can sorry. i just say timmy can twist. i just say though adult baby anthony yeah <laughs> very hot he's still gonna call him baby anthony i wrote that I, in my notes too i said baby I anthony had it. a glow up man glow up kid. but of course he's gonna be gay i just you yeah know, uh, yeah no, from I know. two bi parents i guess that's how that works but it yeah. was just so funny that they are in complete bliss and like fangs's reaction to everything was like that's amazing we're so happy for you and i'm like you didn't even process it you're just like <laughs> get her done and I'm like okay all right this is right. this is heaven this is the sweet hereafter it was just like it was so weird to see that you're seeing everybody's heaven and so Archie and Betty are married and they have this wonderful life together and you know Jughead's a successful writer and, and whatnot and then you go check in on Tony and Fangs and they're just like we're signing a peace treaty with the ghoulies like that's that's your version of heaven that's the best it gets for you people <laughs> I guess that was their biggest stressor, honestly. Oh, no, really? It wasn't like custody of baby Anthony or... Well, no, because that was kind of taken care of already. Uh, Kevin had already kind of said like, no, he's yours. I'm good. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Kevin, he just fucking hightails it or tries to hightail it out of Riverdale. And I thought that was kind of strange that nobody was like, where are you where are you going? Like all right. of us are in danger. He was like, oh, Percival's going to kill me because I betrayed him and he's going to know that I betrayed him. He but- wants to kill us all. Yeah, he literally <laughs> wants to kill everyone. Why are you in any more danger than anyone else at this point? Right. So you get to run? That was weird and cowardly and I don't quite understand, but Percival does catch up with him and reels him back in. And this yeah. whole thing with Reggie and his dad too, I'm like, that's fucking weird. But also, can we talk about who else is back from the suite hereafter? Oh, yeah. Well, because we have to talk about the fact that the person who can be trusted the least with, you know, special powers like this got yeah. down with special powers like this. Uh-huh. And you could just see the wheels turning in her head like, mm, this was my chance. <laughs> right. Like she had that look like, OK, well, if this one doesn't want to come back and if I took care of this one already, then um I thought she was going to stay in the suite hereafter with That's what Jason, I thought. But I this is better, I guess. I Listen, don't know. It took 6 seasons for this guy to get screen time and, and speaking lines. parts. Yes. Yeah, I was and like, lines. Oh, <laughs> oh, sweet baby Jesus. But my favorite part about this is the confusing part, which is what bodies are they inhabiting? Oh, like everybody else had a body well, to come back into, right? Yeah, I think that was just Sabrina doing her thing. Because, like, did she say how Nick Scratch died? I don't. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I think he, I tuned it the fuck out. So I was honestly he completely don't know. <laughs> annihilated and, like, burned. Yeah, and, like, burned to a crisp or something. And she needed to just fill, like, put him in a body. Like, it could have been anybody's body. But, like, since Jughead didn't want to come back, he was the best bet. Well, that was that was my impression. My impression was that she convinced Nick Scratch's soul to come back and then he inhabited Jughead's body for a little while because and that's why Nick Scratch couldn't stay because he had to go back so that Jughead could get his body back. But and that's just a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. But Cheryl also burned all of the bodies, too. So Mm. I don't. But then she should have burn like i don't understand how the ritual worked for jason and polly i don't right. know if they needed bodies to come back to if they didn't then i don't know how she just randomly brought them back and they're corporeal so it's weird logistically and i just don't think we'll ever get an answer about that so and she's pregnant oh right wait is she still pregnant in the in when she was brought back over good question because I, I don't know they don't they don't they don't address it again, it again but yeah, like, do you remember you have two children? 
that are evil and um right yeah have you, you need to wash their feet we'll get into that later <laughs> yeah and now she's gonna have three evil triplets popping out of her so <laughs> oh right she's having triplets an evil baby water slide oh my god <laughs> well that was good i like that uh, also a gross visual but anyway you're welcome so Polly and Jason are back and oh. and Sabrina says something to Cheryl on her way out. She's like, death doesn't like to be cheated. Mm-hmm. So I keep feeling like something bad is going to happen with these resurrected right. people. <laughs> but so far, nothing has. But I'm just kind of assuming that it's going to go wrong at some point. I guess we'll see. I felt very Final destination when she said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and then... um. So Reggie with his dad and all that stuff. Ugh, yeah. This was like Stupid. so We went back and forth about we thought he died. We thought... I thought Reggie's dad was dead. I thought I remembered that happening and that... I thought it was a whole thing. And then I said to you, I'm like, no, he, he wasn't dead. <laughs> Something... Oh, about did it happen in Rivervale? Yeah. And then we were discussing that. And then I'm like, no, but he came very close to fucking his car in Rivervale. I think that was it. <laughs> that was Reggie, not Reggie's yeah. dad. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm saying, like, we were talking about if Reggie's dad died in Rivervale, and I was, well, regardless, at least, you know, I remember him trying to bone his car. Anyway. Yeah, I think I got confused because when Hiram died, they had that whole emotional episode where Reggie's dad was sick, and I thought that his dad died as well, and then when Veronica was contemplating killing Hiram. He was all pissed at her because he's like, um, you have your dad alive and right. well, and my dad is dying. But he he was dying, but then he started to recover. And then that kind of got brought back to me with Percival saying, oh, you know, your dad's real sick and he needs a transplant. So my punishment for Kevin can be a present to you. Uh, you know, let's kill Kevin and take his kidneys or whatever fucking organ his dad needs. And do that and reggie's like well that's an impossible decision to be made right and then his conscience is a little doll that <laughs> no, looks just mannequin. like him i loved it it was like he kind of looked like a um a string puppet kind of like he needed no he's um he's like a ventriloquist doll yes ventriloquist yes, dummy, yes which i find incredibly creepy i don't know if you ever watched any of the old twilight zones with rod serling you know the black and white I have, but nothing with a dummy. And I just remember uh, Goosebumps. Night yeah. Of oh, yes. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. So that cover scarred me for life. Yeah. I am not a fan of the ventriloquist dummy. So when this doll, <laughs> and we saw this doll like a few episodes ago or like many episodes ago, I can't remember when, but I remember thinking at the time, like, uh, no, thank you. I don't want this ventriloquist dummy around. And right. then it didn't do anything. And then all of a sudden it just comes back in this episode. It's like, why? We, we were safe. And then you, you brought it back. Maybe it was in Percival's store. Maybe. That's where it probably belongs. Yeah. But it was actually a very wise doll. Yeah. It wasn't scary. It was just kind of weird that it was talking to him. And it gave him some pretty good advice about, you know, Percival thinks you're going to do this. So why not just uh-huh. remove yourself from the situation? It doesn't work, though. Gets caught. Yeah. As they're trying to abscond from the casino, which I don't understand why they <laughs> arrested them because they were allowed to be there. <laughs> right i don't know i don't know that part was confusing (sighs) i forget who says it because of course i just write thoughts without of course that souls can come back incomplete and i'm like this is going to fuck somebody up like that's what i yes that's what i was thinking was going to happen with jason and polly so far they seem to be normal but uh i feel like there was a reason sabrina said that it's gonna unless they're gonna do the same thing with alice Frank and Tom, which we'll get into when we talk about the next episode. Yeah. But they did. So, like, presumably <laughs> they're going to resurrect them as well. And maybe that won't go as smoothly as the rest of this did. I also wrote under that Uncle Frank needs to fuck off. So I forget what he did in that episode, but <sighs> I mean, they were all bitches. I, they, I think that was probably when they arrested Kevin, Reggie. Oh, yeah. Reggie's dad, whose name I don't know. I'm just going to keep calling him Reggie's dad. Yeah, I don't know his name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then so the other thing, the other weird thing that happens in this episode is when 
Tabitha goes into the suite her after she meets up with Raphael, who we did see in earlier episodes. It was in the time traveling episode this yes. season, and then in the Rivervale in Rivervale as well. Which, when it was in the time travel, she remembered seeing him right in Rivervale. So that was the right. first. So that I found that odd, given again, really quick, the next episode she kind of acts dumb to Jughead saying listen I'm hearing voice and all that stuff so I found that weird because I'm like wait a minute she kind of referenced it herself that's at true one point but I think I think maybe when all of them are having these sort of rememberings or crossovers from Rivervale is that it, it feels like a dream or like something that was yeah, real, but I, I don't so. I don't think anyone would is was thinking oh parallel universe obviously but <laughs> Yeah, stranger things have happened in, in Riverdale. So my favorite thing is <laughs> Raphael says something. It's like I got. I'm gonna bring you up to speed on a few things, and I'm, and then they cut away from it, and I'm like, wait, like <laughs> I want to be brought up to speed on things too. Can I please be part of this conversation? And then I the thing love that, that the thing that we find out about Tabitha is that she's a guardian angel for of the town. The town of Riverdale, which can we just say she has not lived in this town for as long as any of these people. Maybe because she's a descendant of Pops who has been in the town forever. Maybe, but I think Pop should be. Right. Pop should be the angel. But yeah. And then when Cheryl, again, we find out about, like you said, Cheryl, you know, is the power of the phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. (laughs) Rises from the ashes. She has the gift of resurrection. Yada, yada, yada. She's able to resurrect them all. And the scene, I don't know if you remember it, they come out of this blue glowing light and it looked like the Avengers assembling and like coming together. Like <laughs> it's, there's a screenshot of it and I'm, I bust out laughing looking at it again. Cause I'm like, all right, they're really going in on this whole superhero bullshit. Cause it was just very but they're like. they're not the superheroes. They're not, but. The Dagwood that- was there and Nana Rose. <laughs> I know, but the way like the I worst see- superheroes ever. <laughs> <laughs> the superpower of annoying bullshit for Nana Rose. Uh, the B team. Oh my god. Anyway, C-team. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I don't like the guardian angel thing. I don't like any of the biblical references that are continuously being made this season. I can make my peace with a lot of the other bullshit, but that's really bothering me. Yeah. So the whole guardian angel nonsense is not only does it not make sense to me that it would be Tabitha, but like, why, why does, why is that even a thing? Yeah. I don't know. And Veronica pulls Tabitha aside. Oh, and again, again, <laughs> she needs to know. Fuck all and this. We find out that Betty and Archie are endgame, but so are they. Yeah, it's a 50 50 shot, guys, which we knew all along, basically. Like that could happen at any time. <laughs> and I'm so pissed because they answered the question without really answering it and then also made us feel like there's some wiggle wiggle room in there for Veronica and Archie to get back together and we said this the last time this was kind of floated fucking no we don't want it nobody wants it and that's what happens when Betty lets her boyfriend kiss her friend so that she doesn't (laughs) kill anybody going forward no so that Veronica can have a nice last kiss instead of Reggie what how nice of you because now i'm glad it was worth it she's gonna steal your man yeah and because this is because veronica's all sad after she goes into the suite her after oh and everybody has somebody love that loves them and they're right everybody has somebody and she sees archie with betty in his version of heaven which i feel like is a pretty definitive sign that maybe he should end up with Betty (laughs) right like you saw it firsthand right like Like, happy when he thinks about living the afterlife with somebody he's picturing picturing Betty you bitch get the fuck out yeah so she's all like depressed about that I'm just very over it oh and baby Anthony's immortal oh yeah 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 (laughs) right which I feel like is a more random detail that we found out in that episode it was just like oh, well, okay, why not, you know? Right, and still curious as to why, because I think we're still, we still didn't get that answer. No, yeah, we actually didn't get that now that you mentioned it. On why Percival wants baby Anthony. Right, why he's so crucial. But why we need him, like why he needs him. Yeah. 
That is a good question, Dawn. We don't have the answer yet. We have, we have lots of other answers, but we do not that one. One last note on this episode. Yes. I, I would love for a British user, user, a you- British, <laughs> a British listener to let us know if you pronounce dilemma, dilemma, because the way Percival said that he put so much emphasis on the die part. He was like, you have an interesting dilemma. And I'm like, I really don't think British people say that. I don't. Well, our awesome super fan, Erica. Oh, yes. Erica. She lives in England. Erica, She's tell American, us. But she would be able to tell us. So yeah, if you're listening. people to pronounce yes. dilemma for you and tell me how many we would times love to... they say dilemma. <laughs> dilemma. <laughs> I think he said other things too that I'm like, I don't know if that's really how right. You say it. He seems to be really hamming it up with mm-hmm. his accent. So I would like to know. Particular- I think he did in the next episode too with something when he's recounting the whole story. And I'm like, uh. that was the first time where I really just couldn't let it go. I had to say something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's it on the first episode episode 19 ah we're getting down to the wire yep so episode 20 i'll just let you introduce my 60 second summary there (laughs) well you i don't know i don't have any other (laughs) i didn't know what else to say we're we're so used to going from the intro i know so i'm like i don't have a good way to transition this so i guess just do it okay and to get And to get us started, here's our 60-second summary. After weeks of all questions and no answers, we finally get some clarity about just what the fuck has been going on in Riverdale this season. In what can only be described as an exposition landslide, Percival and Jughead basically take turns explaining why everyone has superpowers, where Percival came from, and most importantly, what he wants. Let's take a stab at summing it all up. Riverdale, Jughead, and Tabitha travel to the Rivervale alternate universe via Jughead's new and convenient portal powers and discover that the two universes never fully separated and have been bleeding into each other ever since the bomb explosion. This is because Rivervale Jughead called Riverdale Betty to warn her and Archie about the bomb, which was kind of sweet, but apparently also very bad. The overlap in universes explains why our main characters develop superpowers. It's because Rivervale Jughead is writing a comic book series about a group of superheroes, and guess who their arch nemesis is? Yep, it's Percival Pickens, or Percy the Perverse as he's called in Rivervale, and that may just be the worst villain name we've ever heard. The bomb explosion displaced Percy from Rivervale and dropped him off in Riverdale, where he decided to continue to wreak havoc because he's still salty about the colonial Rivervale residents sentencing him to death for attempting a human sacrifice ritual. Kind of weak as far as motives go, but whatever. I'm drinking wine on a Tuesday night. What is wrong with me? Oh, stop. I'm drinking freaking Captain and Coke on a Tuesday night. (laughs) Uh, It's the longest week ever. I know. I honestly forgot what day it was today because I was like... It kind of felt like Monday again, which was really Yes, it did. I was like, is it Tuesday already? But at the same time, I feel like I've just been in a time loop since yesterday. So yeah, not good. Not good. All right. I like to know that I'm glad that I'm not alone in that though. I feel like you and I are always on the same relative time scale, Mm -hmm. (laughs) no matter what it is, if it's going fast or slow, we're on the same page. (laughs) So this episode was surprisingly informative to the point where I almost feel like this interview with Percival was like an interview with the writers. They were just kind of like asking the questions that we've been asking. And Percival was just like, well, I'll tell you. And it was like, oh, and you're actually telling us that's interesting and new. Right. And it's, it was super thorough. And remember back when he first showed up and he came to the town council meeting? Yeah. And Alice was like, oh, Pickens, are you an ancestor of, Mm -hmm. I felt like we could have had that whole story then. Yes. And I think I said this to you, you know, am I pissed that we just got jerked around for 20 episodes and we're constantly trying to figure out what the fuck was going on when it could have just kind of been revealed to us sooner what the hell was happening? And, you know, I understand building suspense, giving us little details here and there, but they didn't even do that. They gave us nothing for 19 episodes and then they threw everything at us in the 20th episode. So, you know, just give us little breadcrumbs along the way. We don't need the whole piece of bread. We don't need the whole baguette, just a couple of crumbs as we make our way through this season to kind of sustain us. But they shoved a whole baguette down our throats this week. Yeah. (laughs) Make us feel that yearning for the next episode 
I'm right. never, it's never cliffhangery. It's never anything that I'm like, oh, okay, that's all right. You know, it, like I just, yeah. Like and it never felt like they gave us any of the pieces because I didn't, I never felt inclined to start my murder board this season because <laughs> I didn't even know what we were what we were trying to figure out we were thrown around a lot yeah and and we didn't know what was important because everything seemed like bullshit and honestly Rivervale finally makes sense yeah 20 episodes later or I guess 15 if you don't count the Rivervale yeah. episodes but 15 episodes later Rivervale mm-hmm. finally makes sense and that's way too long to jerk us around with all that nonsense and yeah. us just constantly being like why does this even matter like when we were watching those episodes, we were like, what is this? Right. So very frustrating, but at the same time, feels good to have a sense of what the writers have been thinking this whole time, because we've just been guessing, really. Which isn't awful. I think we sit here every week and we criticize the shit out of the show, despite still watching it <laughs> and still liking it to an extent. And then an episode like this happens. And I'm like... So you have it in you. Right. <laughs> you yeah. didn't lose it. You didn't lose it. You're just not using it. And that's right. very exactly. frustrating. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, you're totally right. They, they they did not roll this out effectively. And they've proven that they can. They just haven't. And yeah. This was executed ugh. probably the best episode of the season. Yeah. Hands and down. It, and again, though, I just, I felt like that whole interview with Percival was literally just them talking to the writers and being like, and so what about this? And what about this? And ugh, fine, good. I'm glad that we have the information. But if you just kind of helped us get there slowly, mm-hmm. well, I guess the problem is that Percival came from Rivervale and right. we didn't know that. And because we didn't know that Rivervale was real or important in any way, we weren't even really considering that as an option so percival was part of the voyage basically the mayflower version mm-hmm. of rivervale <laughs> where they all landed there and settled the area and then he got pissed off because the townspeople realized he was conducting satanic rituals and making human sacrifices and they didn't like it and they sentenced him to death and so he's all salty about that and <laughs> As he's in the stocks in the woods, you know, rotting to death, the devil yes. comes along. And honestly, did I think we were going to see Mr. Cypher ever again? Uh, Literally, no, <laughs> not even wow. not even once. So anyway, he strolls out of the forest and they make a deal for his soul. Obviously, I, I'm unclear on how he tricked the devil into giving him immortality. Did he make really big promises? I, I don't understand that because he because then the devil kind of like he really can't promise what he doesn't know so that's what i don't understand either well then you know he was saying oh the devil got really pissed off because now he can't collect my soul because i'm immortal and so why would the devil even do that do that then right yeah (laughs) unless he promised him five other souls in his place i I don't know knowing he has this vendetta against the ancestors of everybody Right. I, I mean, I don't, I didn't write down the names or anything. Did you want to um, go through the names? I think um, um, hold Blessing Cooper was Betty. That was I remember horrible. that one. And then I think Archie was like Asher or something, which was like a weird, oh. a weirdly modern name. <laughs> and then Jughead <laughs> was James. And I was like, oh, that's boring and normal. Asher Andrews, you were right. But Blessing Cooper, like, what yeah. is that? James Jones, not James Earl Jones, just James right. Jones. Right, right. And Charity Blossom. Charity. Yeah. And actually what pissed me off about Charity slash Cheryl was that she was wearing a very beautiful purple dress, but it's just incredibly unlikely that she would have been able to afford a dress like that in that time. You know, like purple was the color of royalty. That is Because it was really fucking expensive to make purple dye. So (laughs) these are the thoughts running through my head as I'm watching this. I'm like, there's no way she'd have a purple dress. Also- I'm a little confused. So he's going down for witchcraft and all that yeah, bullshit. Right. But Cheryl's ancestors kind of did the same thing. Yeah. Clearly later, but it, right? It was later on that her ancestors were. Yeah, Abigail. Yeah, I think Abigail was in like the 1800s. I, I mean, we don't really know exactly when this is, but if we're equating it to the the pilgrims and stuff. It's probably the 1700s. Uh, it's, it's pro- or 
earlier right isn't it wasn't it oh well 1492 was columbus <laughs> can't remember my history class i mean regardless i don't know why i'm overthinking it but i yeah, just well, found it funny <laughs> that cheryl's a part of it when that's something that he was doing himself like yeah it's interesting that we're trying to normalize magic and stuff in current modern day riverdale and mm-hmm. they're so appalled by somebody doing it i mean i guess he was practicing violent magic and doing mm. bad things with it but re- regardless and this is all happening in river vale which i guess has always existed yeah because <laughs> i i thought that river vale was created at the time of the bomb like that that's when things split do you want to know what i think what do you think don riverdale isn't real <laughs> oh shit this is tinfoily because Ugh, and we're gonna get into it thoroughly, but River <laughs> Rivervale Jughead, yeah, literally is writing Riverdale, sort of. <laughs> Dawn's face right now. I, wish I you can't. Could all I see really it. can't. <laughs> and I'm surprised you can because I literally sit in the dark. But anyway, no. But okay, here's my understanding of the relationship between Riverdale and Rivervale, at least currently. Mm-hmm. I can't really, as I said, I thought that River Vale was created when the bomb happened. But if that's not true, whatever. So currently you have two, the two River Vale jugheads, the one that is the hamster on the wheel writing to sustain the yes. River Vale universe. And then you have the regular River Vale jughead who is writing the comic books that are bleeding over into the Riverdale universe. Oh, Okay, never mind. I was th- okay. I got that confused. The bunker jughead I thought was writing Riverdale, but no, it's the one writing the comic books that is doing that. Right, and it's- but he sold his soul to the devil so that he could write. Yeah, and that's why he has to write and kill. That off wasn't the deal that I remember. Though. I don't remember that either. I didn't know he had to write a specific story. I didn't know that. Yes, no, I'm fairly certain the deal was that either he he could write that expose about the devil publish it get famous and never be able to write again or take the interview not publish it and be able to write as much as he wants about other shit right mm-hmm. so that was so i so guess that's what he did no but, but i thought he, he got- did publish it i honestly don't remember now but i didn't i didn't think that it was the deal that he had to write sad stories that i don't recall yeah. that being part of the caveats poor Britta is a big fan of those oh my god she was so cute but (laughs) yeah and it's always funny to me when they do this in any kind of movie where there's time travel or multiple versions of the same person and they run into somebody else who knows the other version and they're asking questions about themselves that would be fucking weird if anybody asked them you know like if I came up to you and I was like hey (laughs) this is like a crazy question but like do you know where I live? Like, do you know where that <laughs> <is>? <laughs> Like, that would be so weird for you. <laughs> and you would probably say something. How many cats something. do I have? Yeah. <laughs> do I have a family? Like, do I have, yeah. Do I have parents? Are they alive still? Like, do I live in the United States still? <laughs> oh, debatable. Exactly. So the fact that Britta is just kind of like, yeah, you write at the diner all the time that's kind of yeah she didn't question any of that she thought it was a little odd but she also didn't freak out which i think is what a normal person would do right i would have freaked out though seeing nana rose in cheryl's body Mm. that was creepy as fuck (laughs) seriously that was funny though when uh bunker jughead was explaining like don't oh, that was like, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nana Rose is not really Nana Rose anymore. She's Abigail in Cheryl's body, but she's still Nana. Like, it was a whole thing. And they were just like, yeah, okay, we'll figure it out. And it's like, all right, sure. You go ahead then. He did a real, Cole Sprouse did a, an amazing job. I loved playing Bunker Jughead. Oh, I Bunker Jughead. Bunker Jughead. He, like I said, Bunker Jughead gives me the Mort Ramey, Johnny Depp in Secret Window vibes. I love it so much. And but he was so sassy though. Like he was so just kind sassy. Of like- and I just, in this episode alone, he played three versions of Jughead and each one Right, was different, had was a different, different personality. And he pulled it off so well, given that he knew he was talking to another version right. of Jughead. So it was just, 
But yeah, Bunker Jughead was phenomenal. Yeah, appreciated him quite a bit. And I was very upset with Ethel for just like railing oh. him for everything. She was just so mad at him. But this is another thing about the whole bleeding over thing. We know Ethel had a crush on Jughead back right. in the Griffins mm-hmm. and Gargoyles thing. Yikes. So that comes out here because she's so I know. pissed. It almost, I almost started <laughs> to wonder if like they were living together down there. Like obviously she was taking care of him and I guess bringing him food from Pops and whatnot. Right, he couldn't leave. Right, but I almost started to think that they were doing this playing house mm-hmm. kind of situation <laughs> and she was scolding him like a, like a nagging wife and she was real vicious about it, honestly, which I guess makes sense because it was a really bad thing that he warned Betty and then cause the universes to stay intertwined which i didn't know that was possible that he was able to contact betty and riverdale yeah like how did he do that because River, it didn't happen yet the yeah because didn't riverdale happen yet already riverdale jughead got to rivervale because of his portal traveling abilities but we don't right. really know how rivervale bunker jughead traveled to riverdale was he traveling through riverdale's i don't know but i just find it weird because like you were saying we thought that river vale started with the bomb right so for jughead bunker jughead to call betty in riverdale prior to the bomb well i mean i don't think that i'm right because percival came listen i always think you're right but i'm just saying (laughs) i appreciate that but i mean it can't be true if percival came from rivervale and he landed there at Plymouth Rock in the 1600s. <laughs> On the Mayflower. Yeah. So, I, like, it had to have existed. So maybe these parallel universes were just concurrently existing. And then the explosion happened and it, like, smushed them together? Or, no, because they, because I, uh, I don't know. I They're can't. still running parallel, though, to each other. Uh, yeah, well, but, but the impression that I got from Rivervale was that Riverdale ceased to exist, or at least wasn't existing anymore while the Rivervale stuff was going on. Right, the only way Riverdale could come back was if they separated. Jughead, right, and then Jughead would write River forever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know, as much as I, I liked... think we're making this much yeah. worse than it is. <laughs> yeah, we can't pull at the threads too much because no. I think they only thought down to a certain level for all of this and you can't go beyond it. So let's let's not go beyond it. Yeah. So the important the other important thing that we learn is that Percival has been honing his sorcerer skills all these years and then came back to Riverdale or River Vale, to seek vengeance on the people that tried to have him executed for murdering little girls, basically. And when he gets there, the bomb goes off and River Vale becomes Riverdale. And he's just standing there looking at the sign like, huh, that says Riverdale now. Interesting. And then he just goes in and is like, you know what? We'll just stick with the plan. This is good enough. Obviously, there are all these people here that are descendant from the people that pissed me off, which I feel like would have also been the case in Rivervale because presumably all that time passed in Rivervale too. Well, hold, hold on. What? The bomb goes off. He's looking at the sign. Mm-hmm. This changed to Riverdale. Right. So everything we saw in Rivervale in the beginning, the first five episodes. Yeah was happening at the same time as this whole fucking thing yes so the past 20 episodes uh 15 were happening the same time we were watching Rivervale for one through five well he arrived no he arrives to riverdale right when we come back from Rivervale because that explosion is what separates the timelines because okay. then, then the next thing that happens is he goes to Archie's house and then is like I want to buy your house and so oh, like that's, right. that's the first thing that happens when we come back from River Vale I need this season to be over okay yeah <laughs> oh. yeah I'm, it's... I, I'm putting weight I'm investing way too much brain power no right now. and Honestly, this is the only time where I think we could benefit from a murder board, but more so like a timeline. I think we, yeah. need, we need a timeline mapping situation because I'm losing track of what happened and when. But I just, I also don't care enough. Cheryl tells Betty that um, Polly and Jason are back 
Right. Yeah. She has an appropriately horrified reaction. <laughs> yes. But then there is an aura, the good aura around Polly. Mm-hmm. So she feels better about that in a right. way. And then she has a whole heart to heart with Polly. And she's like, I'm so sorry. It's because of me that you died. And Polly's extremely forgiving about everything. Yeah. And then she's like, you know, Betty just keeps reiterating like, no, but there's evil inside me. I feel mm-hmm. it. It takes over all this stuff. So then Polly decides, okay, I'm going to basically wash away your sins in a way mm-hmm. and gives her a foot bath. Mm-hmm. And then Betty ends up getting up, looking in the mirror, and her aura is the good yellow aura now, not the red one. So right. that's all it takes, clearly. Yeah. I mean, that's basically Catholicism for you. You yeah. say you're sorry, you know, you bless yourself with some holy water. You get baptized, you're good, good to, to go. go. And that's why I said the twins need that as well. She yeah. <laughs> wash all the blossoms, honestly. Just wash <laughs> yeah, all the seriously. blossoms. Alice, let's just, just put everybody in a <laughs> everybody, bath together. Giant, giant let's basin. pretend we're stomping grapes in these foot baths, okay? <laughs> okay, so we cover that. And then we also get now Percival, again, is trying to kill Kevin, Reggie, and Freddie's dad. Right. They're locked in a vault in, in Veronica's vault. casino. Yeah. Then you have Uncle Frank and Tom Keller, who I hate them so much. This is when I texted you <laughs> last night and I was like, do these actors, after they read a script, just hit the bottle? <laughs> they cannot understand why they're still acting in something like this. Yeah. So they're on Percival's side. Percival now owns the casino. She, how did she waive her right to the casino again? They they had a vote. The board had a vote of no oh, confidence yes. in Veronica while she was gone. So they banish her. I feel from like those are premises. so fucking stupid. That happened in Succession too with um yeah with Logan yeah Logan yeah but that that made more sense. Anyway, I mean yeah there has to be a, a way to remove somebody, but I just don't, I, they probably didn't have enough proof. But my, Percival's got his mind control powers, so yeah, that didn't really have to make sense. So <laughs> there's legit guillotine set up on the stage in the Babylonium. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was actually pretty cool how they got out. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jughead comes in. He's like, I'm here to save you in his little portal. <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck? Because their escape plan didn't go so well. They like Reggie's dad faked a heart attack. And then. Oh, yeah. When Tom Keller and Frank came in. It, I mean, it was it was the just whole thing was wild. And the yeah. fact that I felt like Tom was totally OK with Frank about to shoot his son. Right. And and that's what I've been saying about Frank this whole time, too, is like, it's just really upsetting to me that these guys were so manipulated by Percival that it doesn't even rattle them to think about committing violence against their own children or yeah. nephew, whatever. Yeah. Especially when it seems to affect other people that way. Like when Fangs thinks about his family and right. that, that union episode which by the way can we talk about how little the unions fucking matter in the scheme of this whole oh yeah no like that's one of the things i was thinking about i was mad that we had to deal with for 20 episodes just to end up here it's like we didn't need to do any of that we could have been doing so much other stuff but anyway fangs seems to be really affected by the idea of his family and it helps pull him back and anchor him whereas frank and tom keller they don't seem to give a shit was savage as fuck yeah. When he said to Kevin, Oh, yeah. Something, something about, about like being do you, famous. Yeah. He's like, Do you really think you're going to make it anywhere else or something like that? And I'm like, Whoa, yeah. asshole. He was like, You'll be more famous for your public execution here than yes. you ever would have been on Broadway. And it was just, just like, like, God damn. It's so rough. Like, it's one thing to throw your lot in with Percival, but like, you don't got to be mean about it. <laughs> it's like, We haven't given him a lot of lines. So we're just going to give him this extremely yeah, aggressive one. Harsh. Okay, so Jughead gets them out and Percival has a new idea and decides, um, I'm going to turn the tables and ties up Alice, Frank, and Tom. I'm okay with it. Off with their heads. But he does this because they succeed in blowing up part of the ghost Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, we we also find out about why... Yes, why he such wants a center. The, yes, yeah, why he wants the ghost train and all of that nonsense. It's not about pops; it's about the land, 
Right. It's on a Hellmouth, which, uh, hello, my Buffy, the Vampire Slayer fans. Buffy's high school is built on a Hellmouth, and that's why she goes there. So, like, hearing Hellmouth, I was just like, oh, my God, really? We're going to steal from Buffy? Fuck you. <laughs> a much better show. Yeah, totally over my head. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was interesting, too, that it's like, okay, you could have, the fact that you rebuilt Right, like, it. pops literally did not matter, but thank you. <laughs> yes. We just wanted to land. Once again, that whole thing just didn't matter. And then also, like, he could have just told them that, like, this land is specific for a, like, wink, wink. Yeah. Don't fight me on this. And then, you know, just. Right. That's one of those things that we could have been told at the time, or at least that could have been made clear to us at the time that Percival wanted the land and not necessarily Pops. But we just had to go through that whole episode thinking that Pops was so special and we have to move it to the El Royale because I guess we have to keep the El Royale relevant. And none of it was relevant. (laughs) Okay, but now I have another question. Yes. If he only wanted the land. Mm hmm. Why did he play all those fucking tricks about putting all the shit back when they were moving That was it? the ghosts. Oh, right. The fucking ghosts. The Sorry. Ghosts that. Yeah, no, I understand. Because we were that episode, we were led to believe that it was Percival. But yeah. The, the twist ending was that it was actually the ghosts. But they were stupid, too, because they, they why didn't the ghosts give them known. a heads up? Exactly. Yeah. They would have been able to be like, listen, it's not Pops. Yeah. There's a hell mouth here. Um <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots oh my god even the ghosts are idiots okay <laughs> <laughs> dead people are stupid in this show seriously so jason also is able to reveal to us that percival's ancestor the pickens general that we all hated from the old times he is trying to recruit souls from the sweet hereafter to participate in percival's war which i feel like most people would just be like nah you know like why (laughs) like is there any way that he can force them to participate because yeah they're in the suite hereafter yeah yeah i mean they would try to convince them to come back to be with their loved ones and imagine some weird general coming up to you in heaven and being like hey we should go fight this war you're just like um actually i'm gonna stay here (laughs) but you have fun with that and i have a question about oh yes okay i i had to like figure out what I fucking wrote. So with Rivervale Jughead writing the comics to which Riverdale is now living by, did he also write in those who came back from the suite hereafter? And are they going to stay alive now? Or are they going to die in like a poop, like after this war thing? I have no idea. I, I do feel confident saying that not everything Rivervale Jughead is writing is coming true in Riverdale. I think there's sort of a selective bleeding that's happening. Okay. Um, because they have these superpowers, but they're also not superheroes. You know, they don't have costumes and like run around all right. vigilante and whatnot. I mean, Archie does, but the rest of them, you know, like I think mm-hmm. that there are like elements that are kind of presenting themselves but i don't think it's going to be a direct copy from one to the other what i don't understand is if this is true i mean knowing the ending like writing the victory seems like a really easy way to ensure victory in riverdale yeah like that's a really simple solution just find out how they beat him in the comics and then beat him in Riverdale using the same exact strategy. But then they also have this comet to deal with too. Oh, right. Bailey's comet. But I need to talk about how Percival in the comic books is not Percival. He is Percy Percy the perverse, which (laughs) has to be the absolute worst villain name I've ever heard. It sounds very, um, Hmm. stupid <laughs> but not even stupid just not threatening at all yeah right like it doesn't it like perverse i mean obviously it kind of makes you think of like a peeping tom or something mm-hmm. but not not somebody who's like really gonna physically harm you but i keep thinking about my friend jess her her son's name is percy they just named their baby Percy and now I'm like oh no Percy oh, the no. <laughs> no. not that Rivervale probably has enough of a following that anybody's gonna look at him and be like Percy that perverse but like not great <laughs> <laughs> just not great 
she should have, uh, you know, checked in with you first. Well, we didn't know until now. This was the only, this was the time we found out. Oh, no. Up until now, he's just been Percival Pickens, which is a much, like, That's against true. But stupid still, name, but, like, Percy much better. Percy short for Percival, I assume. Yes, it is. But, damn. I mean, why not call him Percival the perverse? You know, that, that actually kind of has more of a ring to it, I yeah. think. Yeah than percy the <laughs> yeah once you once you use percy <laughs> it's like it's a little bit too familiar i think like yeah. it's like a nickname so yeah it just implies that we're on we're on nickname terms with percival yeah which we're not i have a great note when um when jughead and tabitha go in rivervale to visit nana rose who is cheryl who is abigail whatever and <laughs> Jughead's trying to read her mind. Yes. He, he gets there and it's like a really disheveled old desk with a cat running across it. And I was like, <laughs> this is my mind. This is my mind oh right my now. God. Jughead went into my mind. It's just a bunch of ratted papers and cats running all it's, over. Uh, it's us watching this show. That's what <laughs> So the show has eroded our brains. Oh, okay. So did we cover everything? I think so. I think there's no more breaks because we have two more episodes left. Yes, the exciting conclusion of season six. But I find it funny, the preview for next week, right at the end, Betty's wielding a chainsaw. Yeah. And she goes, come get some. And I'm like, cool. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to get into that whole, not even superpower, just like kind of like a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers type of vibe with this crew. Yeah, it's it's a motley crew, really. I, yeah. I think if I were to choose my Avengers, this would not necessarily no. be my A team. Just use a lot of references there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mi- I'm mixing my metaphors. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, so we have now two more episodes of Riverdale, mm-hmm. and we got to think of some more movies. I mean, August is going to be a busy month for us, so we'll see what we can do. Try to get at least two in, maybe. Yeah, somewhere. two feels reasonable, at least, and then we'll see how it goes. So, yeah, we will let you guys know when the next movies are, you know where to find us. Oh, I did want to bring this up to you. I forgot. I got an email from T Public. <gasps> they took down one of our designs. Oh, no! Which one? My lovely Endgame t-shirt. What? Which is literally the back of a jersey and it says Endgame on it. But it's like not, I didn't use any intellectual property. And it's saying the claim has been filed by Disney Enterprises. Disney? Against the design. Unfortunately, we have no say in which designs stay or go according to our intellectual property policy. And the law we're required to remove designs when a rights holder sends us valid takedown requests. Well, how do they know it's valid? (laughs) Like... There's nothing pertaining to Disney. That's so Like, there's weird. nothing. There's no character. Like, there's nothing. And that was one of my favorite ones. Do they so have- if anybody knows how I could rebuke this, because, yeah, I, I'm very confused. If it has a reason. If they have a reason, they have a reason. But I just would like to know what the reason is. Right. If they're saying that it's a valid request to take something yeah, down. Yeah, so like, then tell me what's what, wrong with it so I don't yeah. make that mistake again. Like, I what don't. made it valid? Do they do they copyright the phrase endgame? Oh, Avengers. Oh, seriously? That's the only thing I could think of. Oh my god. Avengers Endgame, but it's a word. Like yeah. they don't have the re- like they don't own the word. Right. And it's a jersey. It's a football jersey. It has nothing to not- do with the Avengers. Oh my god. Okay. So anybody listening, if you know how I could fight this, because <laughs> Clearly, so they're wild. not going to just Wait, listen to me say, you don't own t- the word endgame. Are they going to take down all of our podcasts because we end it every time saying <laughs> that's endgame? Damn, I'm going to need a new, uh, a new catchphrase. Damn Fuck it. that. <laughs> they haven't sued Riverdale yet for fucking using it in the show. Because yeah, it's not a fr- it's not their phrase. It's not their phrase. Oh, my oh. God. That's so fucking stupid. I know. I yeah, we should contest Disney. That. I was rooting for you. Yeah, and like I'm a I'm huge a, Marvel fan. I'm a fan. major Disney person. This so I would upsetting. never and like never go against God, you. Are we making like billions of dollars off of this shirt? Uh, no. <laughs> You've made two sales. Guys, <laughs> yeah. Sweats, one of which was me. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, 
So clearly it won't be missed. I'm just very annoyed that it got taken down. We'll, we'll find a workaround because this is absolute yeah. bullshit. And if we can't contest it, then we're still going to make this shirt and we're just going to figure it out. out. Yeah, we're going to figure we'll it out. We'll write Endgame and hieroglyphics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and only we'll know what it's about. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. You know where to find us. Twitter, Instagram, website. Buy us a cocktail. Like Lisa said a couple of weeks ago, buy us a cocktail. We're going to name one after you. We're going to make real fun concoction and yeah until then that's end game <laughs> don't say we're gonna get sued <laughs> <laughs> that's avengers end game <laughs>